Backyard Green Films is proud to present this episode of Agriculture with your host, Alara Bowman. Alara and her husband, Rick, travel throughout the land in their travel trailer, which they have nicknamed Bessie, bringing you stories about their travels and the people they meet. They visit farmers, ranchers, and just about anyone who loves putting their hands in the dirt or their feet in stirrups. In those travels, they have gotten to meet some very interesting people. Here's one of those interviews. Hi, this is Alara. Welcome back to our podcast. I'm a big fan of movie references, and there's one that always strikes a chord. If you saw 2001 A Space Odyssey and understood every bit of it the first time through, my hat goes off to you. I'll tell you right away that that was not me. Yeah, I know, I'm a little bit thick sometimes. But even on my first time through, there was a line in there that made me think that we are all destined for greatness. That humans have a hope, a chance of being something more than the sum of their chemical makeup. That someday we'll transcend all of the pettiness and become something more. Something's going to happen. Something wonderful. Okay, I gotta admit, sometimes I feel like the Roy Schneider character here for a good chunk of my life. Wait, what? What's gonna happen? Tell me, I don't get it. Can I have a script again, please? Am I a red shirt? Do I need to hide? But I think it's often because sometimes it's hard to see the more elusive examples of the greatness and the potential in humanity. We get bogged down in the icky stuff so often that it feels like we'll never get our toes out of the primordial muck. But it's really helpful for me to remember the positive side of human nature and how wonderful humans can be. It's a glorious feeling that you get when you're amongst people at their best and you see an example of the idea that maybe we can be more than just the sum of our parts. We can rise above our natures, and maybe someday we'll go even farther than that. One of those moments for me was this fall at the New York State Sheep and Wool Festival in Rhinebeck, New York. In the midst of what has been a strange, dark year, something happened, something wonderful. We've mentioned that the livestock barns and a good portion of the non-vendor side of the events are run mostly by volunteers. We seem to have been unable to hit escape velocity every year, and we've ended up spending most of our time in the breed barns. And I can tell you that the hard-working people there are the salt of the earth. They have their regular jobs, and many of them live a long way away, but they still faithfully bring their animals to the livestock barns every year. They spend two days talking to about 40,000 people as they walk by, and then they muck stalls and transport their critters out on Sunday night. It's a fantastic opportunity for them to reach a great number of people with a living, breathing, up-close-and-personal farm and fiber lesson. And it's also somewhat a thankless task, and they do it unflinchingly for the sake of educating the public. For the most part, they bear much of the cost to do it as well. Now, Rick and I try to support these good people by bringing attention to them and their cause as best we can, but there's only so much we can do on our own. So when we went to the festival last month, we made a few calls to people and asked them if they'd like to help out in any way. The response was immediate and humbling and generous. This Thanksgiving, we'd like to acknowledge a few people in particular. 
I'd like to give thanks to my uncle and my cousin, who give us a lovely, peaceful place to stay whenever we cover the New York State Sheep and Wool Festival, and when we're in New York or the surrounding area. This year, they not only put us up, but they also made space for a few of the sheeple volunteers. Try finding a place that'll not only allow you to put up six people, but also find a place for you to park the 20-foot livestock trailer and a full-size pickup truck. It is not an easy fit. If we had to pay out-of-pocket for our room and board for the New York portion of this trip, it would have run into the thousands of dollars very, very quickly. In addition to that, we were in the midst of the first big travel delay nightmare of the fall, so there were no rental cars left when our flight plans changed. My relatives loaned us one until our original reservation became available. I'd like to give thanks to Dan for his incredible generosity. He heard about the expenses like gas and hotels and vet tests that were incurred by the breed barn people, and he pulled out his checkbook. He made sure that 40-something people had gas money for a full tank on the way there and home. It was no small thing and no small number, and he did not even hesitate. There are a few clients here in San Diego that I'd like to thank as well. David Eisenberg of the Eisenberg Group CPA firm in San Diego, California is a big one. He asked what we needed, and he took out his checkbook immediately. Among other things, he sponsored the break area with coffee and water and drinks and snacks for all the volunteers in all the barns. He paid to stock up on the disposables like trash bags and hand wipes, paper towels, disinfectant, and anything else that might be needed on a muddy weekend in a sheep barn with thousands of people tromping past. Again, no small thing. And lastly, I'd like to thank our clients Marty and Paul. They found out that we were trying to give some publicity and promotion to the farmers that were coming to the event and trying to visit as many farms as possible before and afterwards. Their businesses involve advertising and promotion, so they understand the costs of our media production side more than most. For those of you who aren't in the industry, think of a week on location with a different shoot every day. There are expenses like gas and hotels, tolls, rental cars, meals, batteries, and PPE, among a host of other things. It costs thousands of dollars to be just ready to shoot without even the camera rolling. I have to admit that it can get pretty hard to keep up with those expenses, especially when it's a volunteer event for us, too. Paul and Marty are two good-hearted souls that sponsored us for all of those costs for Rhinebeck, plus the visits to farms in New York, Vermont, Connecticut, and Pennsylvania. I won't even tell you the number, but there are more than two zeros in it, and they did not even flinch. And it's not just the fact that they donate their funds to the cause. These are the same clients who are understanding when we leave town to do another shoot on location, and who allow me the flexibility to do their work at strange hours when we're on the road. It's sometimes inconvenient for them, but without them, Rick and I could not do what we do and still pay the mortgage. This Thanksgiving, I feel a deep sense of gratitude. I'm awestruck by the generosity of the people in my life. I feel humbled by their faith in us and in others, and what we're all trying to accomplish. They reaffirm on a daily basis the fact that there are good and generous people in this world. That if we believe in our fellow man, we will one day transcend much ugliness that we hear about. If more of us did that, 
something will happen. Something wonderful. So today, from the mouths of the volunteers themselves, are their own thank yous in the midst of the chaotic, loud, gloriously busy wonder of the New York State Sheep and Wool Festival. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. has a dual, like you can see she's got the long guard hair with the short, she's a good example of kind of a combination versus truly the long, long guard oh, hair with the real yeah. short. But her cashmere is coming in, it'll be fully fleeced probably by the end of uh, December. She'll be and really fluffy. brush and not shave? She will be combed, yep, she'll be combed. Just because the price of that guard hair to separate the mills is too much money and they don't like it. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you very much for your support. We, we loved appreciate it. appreciate it. It's very much appreciated. Thank you. We have a llama that looks rather irritated to the left of me, so I'm having a hard time keeping my uh, keeping my concentration. Don't give him any attention. This is what he's trying to do. Is it? He's trying to get your attention. He's trying to intimidate our friend Hal, right? Yeah, well, but you're called the Spinners Club for a reason. We so are. I, yeah, so I, that's immediately my brain. I'll start again. <laughs> Would you introduce yourself, please? Sure. My name is Andrea Parent-Tibbetts. I am the leader of the 4-H Spitters Club here in Dutchess County, where our club has been in existence for over 10 years. And we've had probably about 30, 30 youth that have gone through the club. And so we started actually with llamas um, brought to our farm because they're used as guard animals. And then we realized how cool they really are. So took on rescuing a few llamas, a few alpacas, and just kind of went from there. They all say that they're like potato chips, you can't stop. So um, we have our club here and they take them around to festivals, to, um, to uh, parades, to... Oof, competitions, all kinds of things that we do with them. Yeah, well, so you're here at Rhinebeck, and these guys are probably a little antsy, I'm assuming, because there's a lot of people walking past. But I'm trying to get the language down pat, because in horses, when you have your ears all the way back, you're very unhappy, right? So is that what I'm seeing here with this guy? Well, not so much unhappy, but his stallmate over here is trying to make him a little nervous. And so everything is pretty much, it is a lot in their ears. And so his name is Hal, by the way. And Hal is usually a very sensitive and cooperative animal. But his stallmate is trying to make him a little bit nervous. And we're just going to ignore his stallmate because it's about Hal, right? Thank you all for the support for the New York State Sheep and Wool Festival. We sure appreciate you coming. Thank, Thank you, you for, for your support. support. We, we really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. And they're so happy that you're here. Yeah, what do you think? You want to pat them? Yeah? Oh my goodness. What do you think of those curls? Pretty nice, huh? Yeah. It's lovely. <laughs> So curly. See, this is her eye. That's her nose. Yes. Lovely, lovely. So kids this year have named my sheep for me because I've been running out of names. So yesterday, this one was named Margaret, and just a few minutes ago, this one was named Daphne. Yes. So lovely. Yeah. 
thank you for supporting agriculture and sheep and other fiber people in New York and other states. We can't live without them. Please try to buy American, buy natural. Nobody likes acrylic. I'd like to thank you for your support of agriculture in the breed barn. Thank you for supporting the breed barn and uh, the Gotland sheep and for uh, attending the Rhinebeck Sheep and Wool Festival. I'm Jennifer Van Sant and this is my sister Melissa and we own Going Gnome and we're here at the Rhinebeck Sheep and Wool Festival with a booth. Well I came over initially because this is the cutest darn stuff I've ever seen. But, but tell everybody what it is, because so, it looks almost like a little little claymation thing, but it's not. Yeah, it's all made out of 100% wool. Needle felting's pretty new, around since the 1970s, so as far as crafting goes, very new. And we love making them. You can make anything you want out of it, so. What is needle felting? Needle felting is done with a little needle that has little barbs on it that catch the hairs and tangle them on the way down and release on the way out, so. So the way it's done is just tangling it tighter and tighter till it can't come out anymore. That's how needle felting works. So is it yarn yarn, like a skein of yarn? Have it's seen fleece. It? So I can show you in that kit. So the sheep wool is just done in batting. So this is sheep wool. And this would just get rolled tight, tight to start. And then you just start poking with the needle and then the figure grows from there. So the, the follicles of your, or not the follicles of your hair, but the fibers of your hair, they have those little jagged edges like a fish right. hook and they connect to each other, right? Exactly. So the more you poke it, the more they connect? Yeah, and sheep wool in particular is really good for it. So and then this is, this is fleece that's been cleaned but not carded. So this is actually the curls that we use for the beards and the hair on the animals. That, that, and that's a really nice accent because it looks sort of like leaves and it looks like you can make little trees with it. And, and, and you do all kinds of things. You make little mini sheep and, and, mm -hmm. uh, and yep. animals, and you have a whole ocean line over here going We do, yep. we do, yep, yep. You have a narwhal. I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> yep. I just want to thank all of the sponsors that helped with setting this up and getting it ready and providing all the goodies. We had lots of goodies, which is very helpful because to leave this building, um, you missing opportunities to connect with people. So the fact that we had water available, and you constantly want to drink water and snacks was a, a real time saver for anyone that was in this building. So thank you very much. Thank you for the support of the Breed Barn. It was wonderful that we could interact with you and we look forward to educating the public. Actually, we, we love the Breed Barn. It's been a great um, way for us to accent our sheep and let people get educated as to what our breed is all about. The Rommeldale CVM being somewhat known within the knitting and fiber community, less so for people actually wanting to raise them. So it's been great to have a breed barn. I think that the education opportunities are, are fantastic. This has been a great weekend too. Everybody, the response this weekend has been phenomenal. So thank you for letting us be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you. It makes this little cylinder turn around. And the yarn goes through that and it gets hooked to the middle, you know, to the bob, inside of the bobbin. And so when I pedal, everything goes around and the wheel is doing all of the twisting. The only thing I'm doing is controlling how thick or thin the yarn is going to be. And this time, I'm making it really thick. I usually spin a lot thinner than this, but 
I actually know what I'm going to do with this at the end. This was our spinning guild. The lady that runs it gave us a challenge a couple weeks ago. She gave us each a big ball of this. And by the second week in December, which is our Christmas party, we have to have a Christmas ornament made of it. So what I'm going to do is, now see, now watch what happens. This is spinning, but this produces what's called the single. And see when I stop pulling, see how it bunches up? So if I tried to do anything with that, it would get all twisty. So when I'm done with this, you normally you take like two or three or four of these singles and you spin them together in the other direction. Did you notice how this time I went clockwise? Well, I'm gonna apply it counterclockwise. And that makes it, so now see if I was doing it twice, See, that's how thick it would be. And see how that hangs straight? Yeah. So that'll stay where I put it. That's what you knit with. I want to thank you so much for your support of the Valley Black Nose Society and also the Breed Barn. It's really made a big difference in the overall atmosphere and education of public and agriculture. Thank you so much. Hi. I'm here with you at the Shetland Breeds display in the Breeds Barn. And I want to say thank you so much for your support for what we do here. It's so exciting to be able to show all the people who come here so many different breeds of sheep and what they do. Thank you again. Hi, this is the Spitters Club at the Dutchess County Fair for the 2021 Sheep and Wool Festival, and we want to thank you for all of your support. Thank you! If you liked our podcast, please subscribe. This is how we keep going. And please ask your friends to join us. Please also feel free to post any comments or questions to our social media sites. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under Backyard Green Films. Thanks again for listening. We would like to thank everyone at the New York State Sheep and Wool Festival this year. We would really like to thank the volunteers and all of our sponsors who helped us, and especially you, our listeners. We would like to wish you all a happy, happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next week with another adventure. You have been listening to Agriculture with your host, Alara Bowman. Please tune in for more upcoming episodes from our travels. I'm Rick Bowman, your behind-the-scenes editor. Until next time. This has been a presentation of Backyard Green Films Productions, all rights reserved, copyright 2021.